love and appreciate those words from Ray and Ginger. We're so glad you're a part of our church family. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to those of you here in the room, and a special welcome to those of you watching online today, whether you're here with us in this very moment or if you're joining us and watching at a different time. We're really glad to have you. We're continuing our teaching series through our revised vision statement. Do you remember what it is? The Southwest Church exists to love first, become like Jesus, and advance his mission. Right? Say it with me. The Southwest Church exists to love first, become like Jesus, and advance his mission. We've spent some time here at the beginning of the year working through each of these phrases, and today and next week, we're looking at the last phrase, advance his mission. If you haven't seen already, uh, the North Foyer is pretty different today. We have set up Mission Central for this month, and I'm excited to tell you more about that this morning. So as we begin, please join me in prayer. God, I'm grateful for this church family. And we are grateful that you have rescued us from sin and from death. And I'm grateful, though I don't understand it, that you call us to join your work in the world. So today we pray together for these moments. Please pour through me the gift of preaching that we might all join your redeeming work both here in the church and beyond for the sake of your name that we pray through Christ and everyone said. Our God is on a mission. Our God is on a mission. He is on a mission to rescue and redeem the entire world. From the very beginning, when the first human pair chose to go their own way, God has been at work to rescue and redeem the world. Early on, he called Abraham and he chose that family, right? And he said, I'm going to use this family to be my representatives, to be my people. They're going to reveal me to the world. They're going to live out my ways, and I'm going to bless the world through them. This was part of his rescue plan. And that family, we know, eventually became the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, and some good things happened along the way, but the people of Israel could not be the people God needed them to be. They couldn't live up to their end of the covenant. But our God doesn't give up on us. So God came himself. And he didn't wait until we got our act together before he came. No, when we were still in the midst of our brokenness and pain and despair, God took on flesh and he came to live with us. Right? He came to live with us. In Jesus, 
God did reveal himself to the world in a perfect way. In Jesus, God's kingdom, his ways were bursting into the darkness. He was living out God's ways. And Jesus did what no human had ever done. Jesus trusted God perfectly. He trusted God all the way, even to an undeserved death. He entrusted himself. And in all of that, the powers of darkness were defeated. And because everything at the beginning had been made through Christ, his sacrifice was more than enough to redeem all of it. His sacrifice was more than enough to redeem all of it. And then we know God proved himself faithful when he raised Jesus from the dead. So now even death is defeated, and it's just the greatest story ever told. And it's not finished yet. Our God is still on a mission. Now, see, one of the things that happened during the life of Jesus is he started a new people, right? Through his death and resurrection, Jesus started putting together a new people of God, a new people who would represent him and live out his ways and be about God's glory and his kingdom coming on earth. And unlike Abraham's family, this new people was bigger than any single family. It transcended that. And this new family was bigger than any one single nation or ethnicity. I'm going to say that one again. This new people was bigger than any one nation or ethnicity. Jesus was establishing a new people that anyone who believed he was Lord and gave their lives to him could be a part of this new people of God. And then God gave his Holy Spirit into this people so they could finally become the image bearers that we were always intended to be. And God, through Christ and by the power of his Spirit, through this new people, is continuing to bring his kingdom and his ways to earth even now. What do we call this new people of God? Well, it's the church. Our God is on a mission. And this is where we find ourselves in the story. This is where we find ourselves in the story. Our God is still on a mission. So if we are going to be his people, then we're going to join him on mission. Because our faith is not about escaping this broken world and going to heaven someday. Our faith is about joining God's mission and building heaven here today. Our faith is not about escaping this broken world and going to heaven someday. Our faith is about joining God's work and building heaven here today. Now, I want to point out a pattern in the story of God. Maybe you noticed. Our God is a God who calls 
and sins. He calls and sends his people on mission, right? He called Abraham and Moses and Joshua and the nation of Israel. He called them. He sent them. He called the prophets. He called leaders and judges and kings. He, he called lots of folks and sent them on mission. He sent his son on a mission. And while Jesus was here, he called and sent his followers. Now they send the Spirit. And my brothers and sisters, I believe our God is still a God who calls and sends his people on mission. So this phrase, this important part of our revised vision statement, it's because we want to be a church that is faithful to hear and courageous to respond. We want to be a church that joins God on his mission to rescue and redeem, and we need everyone to do it. We need everyone. We all have a role to play. And your role matters. And my role matters. Because the Holy Spirit lives in you. You have gifts. You have abilities. You have a passion for a cause. And God brings all those things together for the sake of mission. I want to read from 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 4. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, The manifestation of the Spirit is given for what? For who? For the common good. My gifts are not for me. Your gifts are not for you. They're for others. God gifts his people for the sake of the mission, and our gifts are supposed to be leveraged for others. And what's true on an individual level, I think, is also true on a collective level for all of us. Because we all come together with our gifts and our passions, and we mutually benefit from each other, right? Of course. But our gifts as a church are not just for us. They're to be leveraged for the sake of the world. Skip down to verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 now. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink, even so... The body is not made up of one part, but many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. 
And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were if they were all one part, where would the body be? But as it is, there are many parts and one body. My friends, God is the one who puts the body of Christ together. Every part matters. Every part is valuable, and every part is serving this greater whole which is on a mission. We take care of each other not because that's the goal. We take care of each other because we need each other because we're on a mission together. Uh, It's no surprise this church family is not perfect. We're not perfect. I think that uh, we have a lot of things going for us, though. I think this church family has a, a lot of health I think in many ways we are well poised to follow God into his future, and I'm thankful for that. I do believe that. But I want to ask you, what's our health for? If, if a church family, be it any church family, if any church family has, has some strengths, has some things going for it, has some health, what is the health for. I don't think it's just for us. The church is not a business interested only in its own sustainability. The church is on a mission. If God has granted us health or strengths, then I believe that's for the world. Just like he blessed the family of Abraham to be a blessing for the world, I believe God blesses his church in order to bless the world. Which brings me to an important concept that I want us to keep in mind. I think a healthy church has a healthy rhythm that's like breathing. I believe the church is to both gather and scatter. Gather and scatter. It's like breathing. And you know this. When we gather, which we do often, we gather to care for each other, to remember the story of God, to remember what's true, and to share courage, to scatter again. And then we scatter to be light and salt in a dark world, to be God's representatives, to be a blessing to work for justice. A healthy church will gather and scatter. I love what Ray and Ginger said in the video because we know, your leaders know, that every week we are scattered throughout this city. And we pray for you because we know that in your homes and in your jobs and in your schools that you are joining God's mission. You are living out His ways. I love how Ray and Ginger see their careers as living out the mission of God. 
So the same rhythm, this healthy sense of gathered and scattered for the sake of mission, that's the same rhythm should be true for our ministries. I believe a healthy church is going to have maybe internal ministries for each other and external ministries for the world. Does that make sense? Internal ministries that help take care of us and external ministries that serve as a blessing to the world. And you might think of that as this image with a pendulum, right? And there, there's probably a healthy balance to find. And through the seasons of ministry, we might find ourselves at different places. Let me ask you, uh, which way do you think churches tend to lean with regard to internal and external ministries? Which way do you think churches tend to lean? They're both important, right? They're both important. They both matter. We want to seek a balance. My observation has been that churches tend to lean internal. And again, we need both. We have to be careful that we don't lean so far in or out that we neglect the other. Uh, so I need to tell you part of my story because um, this became really important to me. So about 15 years ago, when I was a young man, uh, this reality, I, I started observing that churches were really internally focused. And it was bothering me. I was deeply bothered. And you can appreciate, if a church is too heavy on the internal, then it can appear that the church is indifferent to a broken and hurting world. And I hope in what you've heard me say already, you can see that that's out of step with the mission of God. So I was deeply bothered. And I actually joined a team to plant a new church. And like you might imagine young people doing, we swung that pendulum all the way to the outside. We spent almost all of our time in the city, in the community, working for justice in non-church spaces. And it was a great experience. I learned a lot. I wouldn't trade it at all. But guess what else I learned? I learned how much I missed the body of Christ. There were so many moments in those uncomfortable spaces that I felt alone and weak and unsupported. And I will tell you, I was out of breath. I was out of breath because we weren't gathering and scattering in a healthy way. So we had to make adjustments in that young church to be better at breathing. So both are important, both matter, and as a church family, we want to be committed to seeking a healthy balance. And what's true for us as a collective, I think is also true for us as individuals. In what ways are you engaged in ministry, both within and beyond the church?
I want to challenge you. I think to be healthy, we need to be engaged both within and beyond the church in ministry. Let me mention two obstacles, and then I'll tell you about Mission Central. Uh, Two obstacles that I'd like to mention that prevent us from leaning into the mission of God. The first one I know you'll resonate with, and that is, I'm not ready. I know I'm not alone in feeling this, because there's this weird tension when we choose to follow God, right? There's this weird tension that I'm called to participate in God's reconstruction work in the world while simultaneously undergoing reconstruction myself. That's a strange tension. And I think naturally we feel some sense of, I'm not ready. God's still working on me. I'm not ready to join his mission. So I think that's natural. I think that's normal. I'm concerned that the powers of darkness work into that and paralyze the people of God. So a couple responses to this obstacle. The first is, we're not alone. God gave us his spirit and God gives us each other. Guys, we're, we're never intended to be on mission by ourselves. We have God's strength within us, and we have the body of Christ. We're on mission together. Another response is, this is pretty much how God works. If you look through the story of God, he's calling folks that aren't ready. That's how he works. We should expect that. And then another response to take this even a step further I'm convinced that my own transformation in becoming more like Jesus, it requires me to join God on mission. In, in other words, there are certain things that I, I won't learn, that I won't know, that I won't be able to grow until I'm joining God's work in the world. Does that make sense? God is at work within us and in the world, and our participation in his mission is part of how we're shaped to become more like Jesus. So if you struggle, like me, with a sense of I'm not ready, don't let the powers of darkness paralyze you one more day. Our God still calls and sends his people He still works through us for his mission. Uh, The second obstacle is maybe a little different. I call it the spots taken. Uh, This church has been around for a while, and there are a lot of people in this church who've been here for a long time and are very engaged in ministry, and that is fantastic. Sometimes, though, we can become a little possessive of our ministry if we're not careful. And when we become too possessive of our ministry, our inability to share limits someone else's ability to serve. Our inability to share can limit someone else's ability 
to serve. So if you're already involved in ministry, that's great. Please remember, your ministry doesn't belong to you. My ministry doesn't belong to me. It's all swept up in God's greater mission. So I'm not asking anybody to quit. I'm asking all of us, we need to share. Look for people with similar gifts and passions to yours and invite them to join you. Make space for new people. We have new people joining our church family. We want them to join us in mission and in ministry. We have our own children who get older and older every year. I don't know if you've noticed. They get older and older every year. And as they get older, don't we want them to join us in ministry in new ways so they can grow and experience the mission of God as well? So we have to share. We have to make space for everyone to serve. Okay, so a lot of our ministry leaders have been working. Uh, Some of us have been working for months in preparation for today. And in the north foyer today, you will notice that we have set up what we're calling Mission Central. There are at least 80 different ministry job opportunities on display today at Mission Central. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. So if you've, if you've heard me, you've heard me say our God is a God on mission. Our God is a God who still calls and sends. And we as the body of Christ, we all have a part to play. We all want to be a part of advancing his mission. So we challenge you to engage with us in ministry. Okay, go out there, examine the different jobs that exist. There are uh, papers that are blue that are internal ministry jobs. There are papers that are gray that are external ministry jobs, right? So if you're already involved in one side of that, you might look to the other. But we want you to go. We want you to examine those. They'll be out all month long. And you can sign up and we'll call you and we will help get each other engaged in ministry. If you're watching online, we haven't forgotten you. All of these same jobs are also listed online. Uh, So you can go to southwest.org. You can scroll down and click Mission Central. And all 80 jobs are listed there as well. And you can sign up online. Everyone, please remember, if you sign up online for a ministry, you have to scroll all the way down to the bottom of the 80 list. And sign your name and your contact info so we can call you. So be sure to look online and join us in ministry. Uh, There may be some of you who are thinking, uh, some of this is pretty new to me. Uh, I don't know that I'm ready. I I don't know how God might be calling me. So I want to mention to you, we're ready for you. We have two events coming up next month. The first one is March 7. It's called Equip. The second one is March 21. It's called Send. And we want you to come to each of these events. These events are designed so that some of our leaders can walk alongside you as you discern how to best engage in mission and ministry. So the Equip event is to identify and develop some skills for ministry. 
right? We're all ministers in the kingdom, and so we give some skills at the first event. And then the send event, uh, I love this event. We, we walk with you to think about your gifts, your talents, your resources, your passions, your interests, and together we try to discern how God might be calling you to join his story. So if that could be helpful for you, if you'd like some extra coaching, if you'd like some companionship along the way, sign up today online for Equip Send. We want everyone to join God's mission. All right, I'm going to excuse our leaders to make their way uh, out into the foyers for us as we close. Would you stand with me, please, for these last moments? Okay, so I've said a lot about the mission of God. I've said a lot about how we're a body of Christ and, and how we want everyone to be on mission. Um, there is some fine print. There is some fine print. The mission of God is not for the faint of heart. It might cost you everything. The mission of God is not for the faint of heart. This world is broken and terrible evil exists. There is racism, oppression, neglect, abuse. There is systemic injustice and corruption and there are powers of darkness that are still at work in the world. The mission of God is not for the faint of heart. And I have to tell you, There are days and seasons when my hope wavers. When I wonder if God can really put it all back together again. So I want to finish sharing with you what I have to remember. And that is, our God is not threatened by the darkness. Our God is not threatened by the darkness. He's not threatened by evil spirits. He's not threatened by our brokenness or our pain. He's not threatened by my inadequacies. He is still the God who can raise the dead. Even though I don't always have confidence in myself, and even though we don't always have confidence in each other, we can always have confidence that God, by his spirit, is at work bringing his kingdom more and more on earth as it is in heaven. The story's not finished. We all have a role to play. Our God is still on a mission. He still calls and sends. So may you be faithful to hear and courageous to respond. I'll see you at Mission Central. Let's sing together.